Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Michelle. Hi, Tawa. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to hear that you're well as well. Yes. Yes. Another day of the dollar. Our, our avocado farm. <laughs> we just finished packing um, the crates of avocados and they're literally half the price that they were last year. Crazy, eh? Like what we would sell the bins for is half the price of what, what normally they go for. And that's all like market rate sort of stuff. That's like the market driving that. Right. So they should be cheaper in the supermarkets for everyone right now. Are they? Ooh. I haven't got any this week, but I can report back when I go. To <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> so what do we want to talk about today, Mish? What are we ranting about? We're not ranting. We're having a discussion about a few things. We wanted to talk about um, Aria has decided to uh, forego the gender categories. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, mm. We were going to have a little rant about um, the uh, Kanye and Drake album. We did talk about that. Ah, <laughs> yes, we need to do. We need to cover that one off. Yeah, that's happening. Yes. Do we have Definitely. any other topics? Um. What else? Did, oh, well, we had our winner, Kat Coppins, of the, yes. the hair. Thanks to Ogene Records and to Wright House. And Kat Coppins took away that prize because she gave us a beauty picture of her with synthetic dreads that came all the way down to her bum and that she oh, had a bit of a so crisis good. after a breakup. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, so that was cool. Thank you so much, everyone that participated. We got some banging picks. We'll put, we've posted a few on our stories and things it's like so that. So great. So that was it's super so fun. Great. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, we did think that the Aria topic was interesting. We'll just see where yeah. else the morning takes us. Yeah, for sure. So, so I'll just read out the I'll read out the article. Um, I'll read out the one from the Music Network. It says. Uh, music industry body ARIA is attempting to open its annual awards up to a more diverse range of performers, including, uh, so by ditching best female artist and best male artist categories. Head, head of ARIA, Annabelle Hurd, told the music that the division along binary lines excludes too many talented non-binary artists and prevented women from being recognised as equals in the industry. It goes on, yeah, to compensate for change, there will be 10 nominees in each category instead of the five per gender. Um, I think that, I mean, I definitely understand why they're doing this. And I think, um, you know, it's a great step forward in terms of being inclusive. I do have some concerns. Um, look, you know, the, the argument about 
um, women being recognised as equals is definitely, like, I'm really big on that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't like to be identified as a female music photographer. I'm just a music photographer and I should be on the yeah. same, like, that's always really yeah. bothered me when people will try and put me in a box of female, mm. you know, creative mm. and I could understand why artists would feel the same. What I'm a mm. little bit concerned about, and maybe you can talk to this as well, being an actual female artist in the music industry, but the unconscious bias being skewed towards men is definitely a thing. Like it's, um, I think, pretty undeniable, even with, you know, radio play and, and anytime you see statistics, it, it does skew towards, um, you know, being favourable to men. So I would just like, I guess, to understand a little bit more about how the nominees will work and how the voting will work to make sure that that there is kind of an equal outcome because I would hate this to mean that, that there's way more uh, sorry way less women and non-binary artists that actually win because we've done this do you know what I mean merge the two yeah. yes yeah. yes so, like, it, like yes. in the name of equality are uh, we actually shooting ourselves in the foot I'd like to understand a little yeah. bit more about what how they're doing that um, because I do feel like it is a it's a it's a pretty cool step forward to see that and, and judge people on their music and what is the best release of that year or whatever um, I'm just yeah. yeah a little bit concerned about how the voting would work and what would that unconscious bias come into play and we just see men dominating year in year out so that would be my concern but um, good on them for taking a you know, pretty brave step forward. It's, it's pretty cool. What do you think, Tam? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I think that um, it's good to kind of remove the segregation and to focus on the music and not on, you know, this, the, the individual's, um, you know, genders or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, same as you, there would be a concern of a misrepresentation because all of a sudden they've been merged and then, what if what if you find out nine male artists take away um you know all of the awards the, all of the awards and then that consistently happens like um but then there's also that side of things as well where um it's it it does it feels heavily geared towards men a lot of the time and same with that age thing as well as women start to get older it's like Oh, even more, not only are you a female, but you're an older female. So That's therefore, old, yeah. like, yeah. like, then you're just like off, off, off the cards type thing. Um, yeah. So it's, but it's just kind of that thing as well of, yeah, I just hope that the, the people who, um, you know, are, you know, on the panels or judging these sorts of things and looking at all the stuff, it, it is literally about um, the music and, um I feel what would be like the most amazing way forward if it was really about the music. You know, um, the most amazing way forward if it was really about the music. Um, I think it would be for me would be hearing the impact that the music had on people's lives um, mm. with some really touching stories and kind mm. of content that is like this. This this music just did this for me through this time of my life. It's like, I love stories. I'm obsessed with stories. Mm. And if someone can link a story to um, a song that they love, mm. uh, it's just, I don't know. Like, weirdly enough, I had a message this morning. So people will, like, send me quite often videos of my 
song playing somewhere in there in a bar somewhere or and they'll be like so hey cool. you're on and it yeah. must be the yeah. best feeling it must be so it's, cool <laughs> it's funny so yeah so I get videos and stuff like that um fairly frequently it used to happen heaps more but um of like ha, ha, I'm just here and you're playing on the on the radio or on the loudspeakers um but I actually had a friend that I have not seen since high school mm. randomly messaged me a video this morning of him sitting at his desk. I've literally not seen him since high school. And um, he sent me a video and said, this song reminds me of you every time I hear it. And I was like, what song? Because I wasn't sure if it was one of mine or not. But it was a Eurythmics. It was a Eurythmics song. Oh, Annie Lennox. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I actually sung it on a TV show for an audition on a TV show back when we were when I was still a high school so high school. he remembers it from then and he's yeah. like missed me all these years later and been like this is the first time I've spoken to him since and he's going oh man you know this song reminds me of you all the time every time so what I think so powerful especially it's with so powerful memory I so I've got this really weird ability of especially 90s music if I hear a song I'm really good at music trivia. If there's, especially if it's a hip hop song from the '90s, I would be able to tell you what year it came out. And it's because yeah. I remember where I was listening. Like I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I was in year nine. Okay, that was about like '94. It's about you know, I reckon this came yeah. out about '94." And yeah, nine times out of ten, I'm right. There's a, it's yeah. a way of, it, and my memory's not great either. So there's something about music and anchoring to a timeline that's really really powerful and I think there's a lot of research in this area now with Alzheimer's and um, being able to play music to people and it it can really help with their memory and stuff I'm so fascinated about this area Um, if anybody knows anybody that does research in this area we should totally talk to them so if there's any listeners that knows I would love to talk about how that works but yeah that's so cool that he messaged you I I mean I've got memories like that of times in high school that remind me of certain people for sure yeah. like really strong memories yeah. of listening to a song with somebody or yeah. yeah and like another example so this is why you know I'm obviously it sounds like we're deviating but this is why I believe what would be impactful for me of you know hearing people's being given away uh, you know an aria award but hmm. not only oh cool you've got all these streams and all these accolades well done you but actually like you know, watch the story about how this song got this other person through something hard in their lives, you know, and mm. that's what means What's the shit connection. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. those those sorts of things, uh, people love those sorts of tear-jerking things. And like I, I was speaking to um the other day, Jenny, who when I used to work in the corporate world before we started wellbeing's group and well like wellbeing network and stuff, um Jenny was, um, she worked in the kitchen in our office space and she's amazing. And she's, um, she's T21, so Down syndrome. And um, she was just such an incredible part of our community in the workspace. And she just, yeah, and her and I really bonded. And what was sweet is that, so she was really upset when I left um that that job and went off to do my own thing and then when she heard I was moving to the avocado farm she was like crying and crying and we would talk on the phone yeah and I quite often chat to her mum Nadia who's lovely and like she was really um yeah really upset um that I was leaving anyway I've been trying to contact her but the number's been um unable to get through I don't know why 
And finally, her mum and I found each other on Facebook. So I haven't talked to her for a while. And so we FaceTimed, Jenny and I FaceTimed each other the other day, and we were so happy to see each other. Mm. And she said to me, since we haven't been able to find you, or since we haven't been talking, I get really sad, but then I put your music on and I'm smiling again and I feel happy again. I know. And I was like nearly crying because it's like, so that's, yeah, that's what, that's what it, that's what music means to me. And that's what I think if you're going to go out there and kind of allocate these areas and stuff like that, like those things, that's what's meaningful. Like streams and stuff, whatever. You've got yeah, a billion streams, so well done. It's like, like the the corporatization of music has ruined what the meaning is to people. Like there's a real solidified mm. impact that music has, but some of this stuff, you know, biggest selling artist or whatever can take away the the, the true meaning of why people even make music in the start I would imagine Mm. yeah so I think for me um you can't help that people are influenced easily or um you know if the or if a song's just got an earworm and it's just like you can't can't help but like people deserve to have that kind of those streams and that kind of um, they they also make people happy as well you know like you know that's it some people would be like oh dance monkey I'm so sick of that song it's such an earworm whatever it made so many people happy like you're just kind of like hundred I can't you know if if it just especially kids and stuff they hear it and they're dancing around and stuff that's also has an impact in a different way you know um yeah yeah, and so th- so that's for me. All I would hope was that you know, removing the genders out of the the areas, cool, good step forward to you know not having segregation. Um, and but you know, just I just want to know that that it's not going to be geared heavily towards you know one or the other type thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just yeah, I do feel like. In, in a lot of ways, it's like, even in the same in te- technology, it's just at the moment we've got these people who are desperate for female developers. Where are they all? Because there's such a small percentage of female developers who are out there doing that mm. sort of stuff and actually talking about coding and all that sort of stuff. So it is, it, it is there's a smaller pool, but I think that's not the case with female artists so there's so many it's, not, it's just no it's, yeah. it's literally not I mean I you know I made a documentary about this when it comes to exactly because there is there is an argument with like say coding or developing that the interest might not be there there is an argument to be made about that there's not that argument to be made in music it, the statistics are 50 50 across the board in terms of who exactly. is studying music who's playing music the interest is there from women so that argument is yeah. like you know you, I think in those coding and all of those other different that you know a lot more work needs to be done if you want to attract women um for different reasons but music the, yeah. that's the work doesn't need to be done there's, there's something that's it's happening, there um you know mm. i mean if you want to you know if you want to get into this there's a whole documentary i made called her sound her story where we really explored what the issues are behind this because it's something that really interested me a few years ago like um, oh, I love that. You, so, how, how can people watch it, Mish? Because I had some people asking me not long ago. Because I love yeah, watching. Yeah, it. there's a, actually just, a website. Yeah. Just um, the website's hersoundherstory.com, and there's a yeah. um, a Vimeo. It's like a uh, pay per view, um, so yeah. you can just watch it. And Perfect. yeah, I mean, we we got a lot of messages last week actually, just with the whole Triple J thing and the the aging argument. Because we actually t- we that's one mm. of the topics that we tackled and. A lot of people mm. were saying that they they really enjoyed 
um, what we did. That was, you know, five years ago now we were talking about it. So um, it's great. The conversation's popped up again and it seems to be there's a bit of a movement around it, which is so wonderful. Um, but, yeah, if anybody wants to check that out and, and that, w- I mean, that was a really big deep dive where we spoke to over 50 artists about what it is to be uh, mm. um, a female artist in in the industry what does that what does that look like what does that sound like what does that feel like why are yeah. there all these barriers you know yeah yes and I love that so much and I think we've talked about this before I'm not sure if we've talked about it like on the pod or if we've talked about it in the backgrounds before but um just hearing from people like Tina Arena who mm-hmm. is you know uh, an incredible artist and she's had you know her career and stuff um has been really successful and stuff but that she noticed you know and having children and as she started to age that people were expecting her to be home yeah. with the kids all being like oh you're on tour so where's your kids whereas a guy also would that she that. you know with with her that one I really loved about what she was saying and so interesting is that she felt like she couldn't be considered sexy anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like once you're a mother, mm. it kind of, and that's just such a bizarre concept that a woman can't mm. be seen as attractive and desirable after they have children. Mm. It's like, that you, you know, they've, they've shut that down and now they've gone into mother. Like they're not, they're no longer um, worried about being desirable or whatever. And it's such a <laughs> weird concept because like, think about how women age so beautifully and like you really come into your yeah your essence and I mean as someone that's in their 40s I feel the best the most attractive Mm. the sexiest I've ever felt in my life in my 40s and that's not what society tells you you should be expecting you're supposed to be over the hill and who cares about you and Mm. like you just don't feel like that as you get older you feel quite the opposite Mm. you feel so much more confident Mm. and it's just really bizarre Mm. so um yeah Mm. I love those conversations just talking about um you know the female experience and what it's like to age and how society sees you so differently it's very it's very yeah 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 and I um had a friend uh who she's an amazing musician and um her and her partner have got a, a duo together and um she's you know she'd be in her 30s and she's super awesome and she was even um you know, we, we've talked about similar things, but she posted something not long ago of, and I think I sent it to you, was some sort of awards evening thing or like over in the States, whatever, like, I, I don't know. It was a big music awards thing. Um, and that all of the, the, the winners were men and then there was like two women and they were like 18. And then it was yeah. really like, and they're 18. You should know they're 18. And right. You it's know, all about that. Um, there's this real desirability in that obsession with youth, the new, the hottest. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. 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 And they did, they didn't put the men's ages, but it was like, Oh, but then there's these two women. They're like super, you know, super young. Um, It's almost like there's just more of a spotlight or something on, on that. To be be honest, like, um, I mean, as someone that's been involved with a very young male artist, to be fair, that was a, such a focus for so long. The management mm-hmm. were really trying to let's not focus on his age all the time as well. I mean, that's when he was a teenager. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, he's 18 now, so, so potentially that would be different. But I do feel like there's this obsession with the really, really 
young people. And then I think as it gets a little bit older, there is definitely an obsession with young women and, and making sure they stay as young as and youthful for as long as possible, you know. If yeah. they hit 25, it's like, time's up, sorry, sorry, yeah. the new next 18-year-old girl's coming through and you're, you know, yeah. Well, even, even just chatting to your Twitch community the other week and that some of those people in there, they were like not even 25 yet and they were stressing out about turning 30. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh my just, God. I put up a great video after that, actually, Tam. Um, there was a guy mm. talking about what I wish I knew at 20 um, uh, and he just uh, turned 30 and it was so great. It was all all the stuff that we talked about, but like, you know, you, you know, you I think like that. that you kind of know everything at 20 and you just don't, you don't know anything. You're going to, all your views are going to change. Um, yeah. You're stressed about all this stuff. Don't be stressed about it. Life gets yeah. better. You know, it's not like it's, it's actually starts <laughs> at that age. Like all those things we're talking about. So if you haven't checked Maybe. out that podcast, um, definitely check it out. We, we did a, a live stream on my Twitch account while we were recording the podcast, which was really fun. We need to do that again as well. Yeah, we definitely need to. Um, yeah, so that that's an interesting one. So I think, yeah, provided, so we'll move on from the, the ARIA thing, but provided that people, um, that, 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 that it feels like there's a representation for everyone equally, then mm -hmm. cool. Like, that's good. Like, just removing yeah, the, the categories doesn't yeah, mean. Yeah, you know, let's see how the chips mm. fall, I guess, and see, ho yeah, hopefully that comes out really um you know, not that it's like, it should, it doesn't have to be like 50, 50, just, you just don't want to see it skewed 90, 10, you know, you don't want to see this. Yeah. All, and all the time, all the time, you know, like there might but be. But then on the flip side, how, you know, because music is subjective on the flip side, what, what if people go, well, you know, there just there wasn't any good songs really coming from females at this point in time, or oh, the female voice isn't trending, or you know, like there's that side of things too that people it's could very, it's potentially. It's very complex. I just think, I think it'll be pretty obvious if we, if we get a couple of years in and it's skewed one way or the other, or yeah, we don't see yeah. any um, you know, gender diverse artists that are winning and stuff like that. So it, it's going to be interesting. Let's mm. let's put. Let's reserve mm. our judgment is what I've been saying a lot. Reserve our judgment and yeah. exactly what happens and take in all the information. I'm trying to do that lately and not, okay. uh, not get outraged and not jump on stuff too soon, not have an opinion about everything and just reserving judgment until I have more. Res so, uh -huh. Well, I don't want you to reserve your judgment about certified lover boy or Donda. Oh, this is, a, this is, this is an easy one for me. This is an easy one for me. Oh, I know. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm Kanye, Kanye till I die. He is the hill that I will die. He's the problematic hill that I will die on. Um, <laughs> I, I mentioned this last week. He'd have to do a lot for me. You know, he's, look, he's, he's definitely done some very questionable things where I'm like, bro, you're making it very hard for me to stay on board. However, his, he, you know, when you're talking about how music has influenced your life and, and how it can impact, he's definitely an artist for me personally mm. that has such a, had such a big impact in very, very important times in my life. Um, when mm. Dark Twisted Fantasy came out, it was when my business was, I was going through my catastrophic business failure um, mm. and it bonded, we were listening to that album over and over and it really bonded the people 
we we all mm. you know a memory will come up and we'll be we'll talk about the time where we were listening to a particular song and during the worst time of our lives so um mm-hmm. and and i'm a huge i really am a huge kanye fan i think for people that don't understand kanye's not only cultural impact but mm-hmm. um the fact that he legitimately is one of the most influential producers in hip-hop of all time and i will fight anyone yeah. that doesn't if um actually if you if anybody doesn't really know know about his impact and how he's literally changed the shape of hip-hop music there's a great podcast mm. called dissect and dissect yeah. go through this it's really 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 good and if you had any because a lot of people think i guess who don't know hip-hop and don't understand his influence um they really don't they just think he's crap and it's it's so much deeper than that yeah yeah he, yeah. he really hey, has, yeah he, he is literally five years ahead of his time mostly he Anytime mm. he um, releases a a body of work, the the whole sound of music changes. And I'm, I'm you know specifically mm. talking about hip hop. It's pretty undeniable at this stage. Um, and if you if you're feeling a reaction to this um, for what I'm saying, uh, mm. and a lot of people might be, um, yeah, I would just suggest that uh, yeah, l- listening to this podcast dissect it really goes into it. it's really really brilliant. Um, but yeah. I. Also, I'm a Drake fan. Um, I do like mm. Drake's music. I just found Certified Lover Boy pretty boring, to be honest. Pretty same, same. Mm. And I didn't I think did it too. pushed. I didn't think I didn't think it pushed any boundaries. Whereas, like you know, Donda for me was fresh. Some interesting production stuff. I know some of my some of my production friends were a little bit torn. Like some hated it and some loved it. I really liked it. I thought there was some really cool, interesting stuff. The mix was a little bit weird, but. Um, you know, Kanye sometimes mm. does that as well. But I am a fan. I am on the Donda train. And it's it was, in summary, my big rant, it was the album that I needed in this never-ending lockdown. So that's, oh, that's, that's <laughs> How good. How do you that's sit good. with it, Tam? You rant. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, so both albums uh, have got a lot of tracks on them. So it's like it's in its oh. interesting way. Was it strategic? They drop. You cut. Yeah. Then it's they're very long. They could have cut. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. I don't think. Yeah, and I. So I listened to uh, Certified Lover Boy while I was picking avocados. I saw that on your story. (laughs) (laughs) And then I listened to Donda at the gym. Um, Yes. Good place to listen to Donda, actually. Yes, and we actually got it put on the loudspeaker at the gym. Oh. So everyone was listening to it. Yeah. And then I just kind of dabbled in both of them because um, yep. they're such long albums, dabbled in both uh, of them in and out. You've got to have them um, in the background for a bit. Yes. I I I reckon my favorite, oh, it's a hard one with Kanye. I loved The Life of Pablo and also yes, um his Jesus album as well. Um I love Jesus. this one. Yeah, this this one Donda was yeah it was it was like a collection of again it was a collection of experiences and different things that uh, yeah. I yeah and that he I feel like he's unpredictable in a lot of ways with what he what he is doing as so I didn't find it like some of the songs were like yeah this is amazing but then then I didn't find it like it didn't it didn't blow me away. Um, yeah. I remember for some for some reason life of Pablo life of Pablo 
blew me away. But again, like we were saying, it depends on what you're doing in that time of your life. And totally say for you, Donda being. Yeah. 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 I love and, I love um, Life of Pablo as well, actually. I really, it's one of the albums that people don't like as much of his that I do really like. But um, yeah. I agree with you though, Tam. I, I don't think there's anything kind of mind-blowing on Donda. There's some app tracks that like, okay okay and okay okay two is literally my mm. lockdown song it's like so perfect yeah yeah um, but you know there's a lot of that kind of gospely stuff that he did last album which i didn't love that gospel album that's probably my least favorite I, there's yeah. something on there that i loved so this yeah is tastes of a little bit of all of kanye so there's definitely some yeah that's it it's like like you said a journey through yeah different experiences in the songs yeah different experiences, um totally yeah Certified Lover Boy for me was completely underwhelming. It was same, yeah. same. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love Drake. I do love Drake. Um, and but I again I I kind of it was in my mind, I was like, yeah, this is something that uh you have on this in the background if you've got people over rather than being yes. like, ah, oh, this yes. is a masterpiece. Like it was just yes. like, yeah, it was it's fine. But all right, question. So that's my question. thoughts on those. Question. Mm. Do you feel like either of them have a masterpiece album left in them or do you think those masterpieces are left in the past nah man i reckon i reckon everyone has a masterpiece left in them i do i just think i just think yeah you think they're done yeah and i'm okay with that as well like i'm okay with um that's the hardest thing about artists that are so prolific like both of them is Mm-mm. not every album is going to be prolific you know what I mean no. like it's very hard no. to reach unless you're Kendrick Lamar um oh. can do no wrong in my eyes um no Kendrick Lamar is amazing that, yeah yes yeah it's very yeah um yeah. actually if, you, if people want a recommendation of an album that I really think bangs at the moment is the baby Keem album which Kendrick Lamar does appear on quite uh and I believe uh, yes. was, he was involved when, in the production of that that is when did that drop like Friday or something like last yes oh, that is banger after banger after banger there was like one song that yes. I didn't like on the whole album yeah that shit is yeah and that it's somebody wrote on Twitter um Baby Keem sounds like one of Kendrick Lamar's like alter ego voices, and he totally does. There's one song where it's just they're going kind of verse for verse, and it's like you have to keep yeah. really hard. You're like, is that Kendrick? Or is that yeah? That's Baby Keem, and it's like it's so ah, great. Like, I'm yes. a huge fan. Ah. I'm a huge fan. Love it. Love it. I remember. I remember watching Kendrick and Chance the Rapper in the same lineup one night and I lost oh. my mind. I was like, oh, my, and there was fireworks everywhere. And it was like, it was when Chance the Rapper bought, what album did he bring out? Yeah, coloring um, Book probably. Coloring Book was the. I think it was. And it, yes, it was Coloring yeah. Book. And it, he had yeah. like the whole stage was full of like gospel singers. It was so oh, insane. And there was fireworks going off and it was amazing. Um. But yes, actually, good lockdown tunes. I feel like there's an artist I like from LA uh, called yeah. Kochima. Have you heard of Kochima before? No, I haven't. Yeah. Actually, like, not even that well. Like, disc- he's not discovered, he's just dropped a new album. It's called, it's Volume to Bakasiwa. And I don't know, he's just got a cool kind of um, authentic, but like, 
yeah, it's not rap or anything, but I don't know. He's just, he's just cool. It just reminds me of being in LA and kind of sitting around with my friends in the sun, drinking um, Medeo beers and just, you know, I just want to go back. I just want to go back over there. (laughs) We were just, we were just talking about potentially maybe aligning that next year, which may be very excited if i look if anything's going to get me through these next three months of lockdown it's like having a goal plan of a plan to go overseas and look you know something Mm. an early an early year trip could be on the cards for us we could be killing it you're killing it (laughs) international we just we also just found out that our birthdays are both in february so that's crazy because literally like a few days apart and that we're both even though we're not into star signs aquarians (laughs) we're both aquarians yeah and we're both not into star signs that's so funny (laughs) (laughs) but we're going to use them anyway (laughs) we're going to use it we're going to say that's why we're so similar but we don't really believe it but we're going to say that anyway (laughs) no i was thinking about this the other day and i was like you and i need to have some more uh disagreements i know but also we don't disagree Oh, what are we going We're to disagree about? We are I don't know. so aligned. It would make it would probably make for better listening if we disagreed. I don't know. Have a fight about something. <laughs> what can we fight about? Oh my god, I don't really like. Oh, I'm very much on. There'll be an um, argument somewhere. Not an <laughs> argument, like a disagreement, because I'm not a big. <laughs> I'm very much about um, trying to see everyone's point of view. I'm, I'm very big on yes and especially Mm -hmm. at the moment, is trying to see where everybody's coming from. So I don't really like arguing. I like meeting people in the middle and going, oh, cool, I can see why you think that. This is what I think. And it's not really Mm -hmm. really a line on that, but this is why. I feel like there needs to be a bit more of that rather than you're wrong, you suck, you need Mm. to die, which is what I see on the internet. I, it's, either, it's either it's either you suck you're a nazi you're the worst human that's ever existed you should die that's essentially what i see i know it's so so insane i know no i think chill out i, I think chill out. yeah take a chill bill you and i are aligned in that too though and i think that that's why we don't have like big arguments or, or disagreements with we, people because we do listen to the other point of view yes before we, can, we, we can find know, a middle ground find a middle ground yeah yeah it's agree really, to disagree it's, but it's super important I mean even with all this vaccine stuff like I've had to I think I've spoken about this on the podcast but talk a few different friends or not talk them into it but just say I hear what you're saying I hear your reservations this is what i found out but this is the information that i found out i Mm. i've heard all of those counterpoints that you're saying i've listened to all the same things you've listened to and this is why i've come to the conclusion that the vaccine's the best way forward and and not trying to convince them but just saying this is how i arrived at my decision and then um, you know and and in most situations it's most people have decided to you know, uh, the decision for them has to be been to get the vaccine. So, you know, I just feel like yelling at people and telling them they're stupid and oh, they're taking horse dewormer and shit like that. Guys, it's not helping. It's absolutely not helping making people <laughs> feel stupid. It's, it's, it's just, it's, yeah. It's pushing them we further don't... and further and further away. And I, I see it every day online. It frustrates me to no end. If one more person 
says horse dewormer when they're talking about ivermectin, when ivermectin, in fact, is for humans, has been used billions of times for humans, it doesn't help those people because those people know that it's not just used in horses. They know that it's used mm. in humans as well. So you're not that argument and making them feel stupid is not helping. Like it's actually yeah. doing the, comp- you're just driving them further away. So stop doing that, people. Please for <laughs> stop making horse dewormer jokes. It's so reductive. Um. It's, so, it's actually intellectually dishonest. And that's why I hate it with a passion. I hate it. Don't do yeah. that. Where have you been reading all of this on Twitter? Yeah, I'm on Twitter what? too much, man. I'm on Twitter too yeah. much. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I think so. Um, I think there's a postage thing here for me. I'm just going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, okay. So she's taken off to go to the letterbox uh, or to the door because the postie is, uh, has arrived. And there are the dogs in the new house have been going quite, quite crazy as well. Anyway, but so... I think almost that's a wrap anyway for us. I'm just I'm looking at you. Look, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I got something in the mail. Let's see. Like, can I do a, um, a live podcast opening that nobody can see? Like it's not as, it's not as you fun have to as t- a, um... You have to tell us what, yes, talk us through. I can see what? it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can see it. My friend, my friends are such enablers. Mm. And they, my friend, Nazzy, shout out, Nazzy. She sent me. Yeah, she's like, she's like, you're the only person that I feel like could pull off this outfit, and it's a, um, it's a jump man. So it's um Jordan's uh, brand, oh, but it's a, oh. it's a jumpsuit. Oh, it's a full jumpsuit. It's a oh my god, black jumpsuit. Yes. How sick is this, guys? You can't see it because I'm showing Tam though, but it's. Yeah, you have to put a. You know what you're going to have to do now. You have to put yes. a, po- a picture of that up. I'll that's, put it on my story and I'll share it. I'll share it. Yeah, it's yeah. so Perfect. dope. I love oh. it. The materials like that parachute material, which I'm obsessed with. I've got like fifty thousand pants. I hope it fits me. It's, I bought it's a very very cool. Hoping, I'm hoping that my um, lockdown chunk hasn't meant that I won't fit into <laughs> it anymore. But we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I can't wait to see it on. Well, Mishy, I reckon that yeah, um, we call it. We, yeah, we'll call it. We there's some good conclusions on uh, the <laughs> good on our conclusions. <laughs> it's just nice to talk to you. Um, and true. again, yeah, thanks to everyone that sent us uh, send us your feedback. And um, yeah, we really appreciate that you jump on and have a listen and it always means heaps when we hear hear feedback yeah, from you, that you send us send us your validation it really helps us <laughs> we, need the, we need the dopamine hit tell us that you love us like, <laughs> no, we've been getting some beautiful messages it's, it really does it, it keeps us um inspired and and wanting to chat mm. more so yeah we love it yeah thanks guys yep and we've got some good guests coming up again soon we do. and we do. very exciting All right. Well, have a really nice day, everyone. Yes. All right. And see you, Tam. All right. Bye, Mushy. (laughs) A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.